Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a Deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. everybody and welcome to the Buck Baloo Show here on the fans, 680 and 93.7. We are live from the Battery Atlanta, taking you from 10 to 11 here on Atlanta Sports Station. Busy day here at the studio, got a lot going on as we get back to our normal routine. Road Dog and DT in the house. Folks, we are ready to go. Bucks Big Take. All right, spring training for the Atlanta Braves is just a few days from getting underway. And there is a report that just dropped that I just don't want you to freak out about. Longtime baseball writer Keith Law has dropped his annual farm system rankings and his top 100 prospect list, and that's created quite a buzz in Braves country. Law has the Braves ranked 29th out of 30 teams and has zero, that's right, zero of the Braves' prospects rated in his top 100. One word, chill. Two words, no worries. Three words, don't freak out. The Braves did not send all of their top prospects to Oakland in the Olsen and Murphy deals. In fact, none of those prospects are rated in the top 100. Also, the Braves have three players in the show early that would have been rated in Law's top 25. Michael Harris II, Spencer Strider, and Vaughn Grissom. And know this, the Braves organization is as invested in scouting, drafting, and developing players in their minor league system as they've ever been. And there's your big take as we get started today. Yeah, there are some people freaking out down at the coffee shop. What has happened to the Braves minor league system? My goodness, we don't have one top 100 prospect in the organization. Well, yeah, we got three of them, and they're all going to play in the show this year. So don't worry about that. We've, uh, you know, I ran across this January uh, 2022 MLB's pipeline long-term value. The list there of the top prospects had Michael Harris, number three, had Strider, number six, had Von Grissom, number 22. So if the Braves uh, did not elevate them to the show a year ago, we would have had three players rated in Law's top 25. But these guys are ready. These guys are ready to play Major League Baseball. And I think that is not an indictment uh, of the Braves organization. That is uh, really impressive to see that they have scouted, drafted, and developed players like that so quickly. 
Keith Law. Come on, man. Lay it out there for him. He's got the Tigers, the only team worse than the Braves as far as the farm system rankings go. All right, let's talk a little college football. Got a big story popping out there. Mm, tasty. Time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Hey. Got Nick Saban busy over in Tuscaloosa trying to find him an offensive coordinator. And ESPN's Chris Lowe's all over the story. The Tommy Reese, the Notre Dame offensive coordinator and former Irish quarterback, has been in discussions with Nick Saban and was on campus yesterday at the University of Alabama to interview for the offensive coordinator's job. Back Lowe says that Reese is the leading candidate. Spent the last three years as the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Last season, the Fighting Irish averaged close to 32 points a game. Almost six yards a play. Those are good numbers. So you had Saban discussing with Tommy or Coach Reese. Prior to showing up for the interview, I would imagine they were discussing uh, philosophy. And the 680 The Fan Buck Belushio research staff came up with this, and that is last season at Notre Dame, the Irish were 61% run and 39% pass. Now, that was with a rookie quarterback, Drew Pine. Year before that, in 21, Jack Cohn was the quarterback. They were 50-50 run pass. And in 2020, remember the veteran quarterback, Ian Book? They were 58% run, 42% pass. So know this about Tommy Reese, and that is he is dedicated to running the football, man. I think he's old school, not really new school, and he's only 30 years old. He's on the fast track to becoming a uh, big-time assistant coach in college football, not that he already is not uh, already that at Notre Dame. This is sort of scary for the Fighting Irish, though. Got a new coach up there trying to settle in, do big things. Don't want to lose your offensive coordinator at this point in time. A little late in the process. And then what if you were former Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman? Remember what he did? He transferred to Notre Dame to be the quarterback in 2023 after a mind-boggling, stat-heavy career at Wake Forest, breaking all kind of records, ACC records with a job he did. Put yourself in Sam Hartman's shoes today. What do you do now? guess here is Tommy Reese will end up taking the job, become the Alabama offensive coordinator. And then Hartman is left sort of holding stuck, really. I guess he could transfer later. But keep an eye on this one. Alabama may have found their new offensive coordinator. And we've been tracking the story for, uh, gosh, it's got to be over a month. 
What's going to happen with o when O'Brien leaves? Saban may be uh, found as man. This guy was a Notre Dame quarterback 2010 to 2013. And is totally on the fast track to becoming a big-time coach in college football. There you go. There's a little nugget for you as we get the show started today. What's that? What's going on outside? Is that the sun? Hadn't seen that lately. Believe it or not, I believe it is, Buck. Yeah. My goodness, is that little, what that is? A little chilly, but it's a beautiful morning. Man, what happened to the rain? Thought that settled in. It seemed like for a month anyway. But uh, glad to see the uh, sun finally come out again, Chuck. That's a classic. Yeah, thing. exactly. And that was the same scenario when that uh, little drop became famous, was that it rained for like a, a week straight. And Chuck and I were doing the early Saturday morning show here in this studio, and we looked out, and gosh, it was the sun. Look, Chuck, the sun's coming up. Hadn't seen it in a week. Now, they edited that part edited that part out. But it was a good laugh. It's still getting some play on that audio fun back. Hey, did you guys tell Hoyt and Los about the audio fun back clip, uh, clip that happened on the Buck Blue show earlier this week? Oh, yeah. I don't think I had to. Hoyt was already all over it. He was on it. Uh, okay, 404-231-1680, the number. Let's bring on Bob. Bob, welcome to the show. Oh, uh, man, I'm sorry. I got the wrong number. That was uh, that was the funniest thing that's happened all week on the show. All right, coming up next, man, we're going to jump into Super Bowl 57, is it? Yeah, man, we've got some Falcons talk and also a very entertaining top five. So stick around 10 to 11 Monday through Friday. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. From the Battery Atlanta here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. And look, if you're not in front of the radio between 10 and 11, you can also listen to the Buck Blue Show podcast. And listen there. Where Monday through Friday, we'll bring you the top content coming out of college football, the Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Braves, every day here on the fan from Monday through Friday. All in one hour. Well, 42 minutes of content. We appreciate you listening to the show. As we wrap up another week here. Little JB, I'm loving it, leads us right into some Super Bowl talk. That two-week wait, man, it's a long wait out there. 
think I like just one week leading into the big game. I don't like waiting around. Uh, Eagles this morning, a one-and-a-half-point favorite in Super Bowl 57. Wanted to talk about one side of the ball here today. We'll, we got five days next week to break it down, so we'll hit the other side of the ball next week. But today, I want to talk about this Philly defense and the Kansas City offense, which is sort of the premier matchup in Super Bowl 57. Now, the Chiefs offense, number one quarterback in the game, Number one offense in the National Football League. Really strong offensive line. Totally underrated. Don't talk about them enough. They are number one in yards per game, points per drive, play success rate. Kansas City gets the job done. And they do it against all types of defenses. Uh, They do it against the top-rated defenses. They do it against the bottom-rated defenses. Not just uh, beating up on the the bad defenses. The Seagulls defense, top-rated pass defense. As you look at it, but if you dive a little deeper, which I was able to do last night, you find out this. The Eagles' strength of schedule, 31st. They've only faced five legitimate offenses the entire season. And they've beaten up on the uh, the other offenses they face that aren't so good. Remember the Cowboys sort of carved them up pretty good? There's an example. Nine of the 19 games the Eagles have played against bottom 10 offenses in the National Football League or backup quarterbacks. So those numbers that you're looking at are probably a little skewed. In fact, they are. So I'm looking for Kansas City to uh, go out there and continue what they've always done, regardless of the competition, is they're going to move that ball up and down the field. They're going to score points. And the Eagles are going to have to keep pace with that. You know, the only concern on this side of the ball, for me at least, is what is that wide receiver core looking like for the Chiefs? Now, I know all the focus is on Mahomes and the ankle. But what about Juju? Juju okay? Only played 45% of the snaps against the Bengals. Smith-Schuster I'm talking about. Kadarius Toney, only four snaps against the Bengals before he exited, hobbling off the field. Mecole Hardman, Georgia Bulldog, former Bulldog, uh, re-entered that pelvis. That sounds painful. 15 snaps. So are all three of those guys are going to be available in the Super Bowl? Because we won't know until game time. I really like the way Kansas City can run the football now, too. This Pacheco has stepped in and been a real factor for the Chiefs here down the stretch. He played 57% of the snaps against the Bengals last week. And the Seagulls defense, they do do a pretty good job against the running game. I'll give them credit for that. And they mix it up uh, pretty well. 54% zone coverage out of the Eagles' D. They blitz... 26% of the time. They probably don't want to do very much of that 
against Mahomes. He carves the blitz up. So keep an eye on that. I think the big thing, though, Eagles defense, glowing numbers when you look overall. But again, they faced a lot of bad teams. A lot of bad offenses to pad those numbers. And when they face good offenses, they've had some problems. You know, if I had to bet today, I'd go Chiefs 31, Eagles 27, something along those lines. And really looking at one of the premier matchups on this side of the ball, too. That Chris Jones the, uh, on the other side of the ball as we wrap things up here, DT. This Kansas City offensive line, Brown, Tooney, Creed Humphrey, who picked up those 12 packs of beer on the way out of the stadium last week. Trey Smith, former Tennessee Vol, Wiley, that group. A really uh, outstanding taking on Sweat and Hargrave and Cox and Graham and Reddick. Really makes for a great matchup on this side of the ball. And there you go, a little Super Bowl talk today on the show. Let's do a uh, top five. Or right, let's go to the Falcons. Tell you what, let's do Falcons. The dirty birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Yeah, we'll have some fun with the top five in a moment right now. Talking Falcons football. Eighth pick in the first round for our Atlanta Falcons. Now, look, there's no way C.J. Stroud's going to be available at eight, which is really disappointing. He hadn't had that great performance against Georgia here in Atlanta. He, he could have been available at eight. But uh, the idea the Falcons could be there to take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud non-existent in my opinion now you might get a shot at levis but i would say don't do that turns the ball over way too much so my uh, right now my evaluation heading into the draft process as we get ready for the combine and wrap up the senior bowl and all that stuff this week is that it looks like to me there are four elite prospects in this draft and then there's some drop off to the next level unfortunately we've got the eighth pick sound familiar You got uh, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and you got Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. So you got those four guys look like elite prospects. And then there's the drop-off. Now, there are a lot of quarterback-hungry teams, desperate teams to get their hands on a quarterback. So I think it's pretty obvious uh, who goes one, two, three, four. But then five, six, and seven in front of the Falcons, they, there's going to be a, a quarterback desperate team that's going to make a move to go up to get Will Levis. So there's five players off the board going into six and seven. Falcons are at eight. So most likely the Falcons will be able to choose from. Remember yesterday on the show I was talking about the biggest need for the Atlanta Falcons is on the line of scrimmage. Offensive line, you got two horrendous positions, center and left guard. You got to get that figured out. I'm not sure what's going to happen at right tackle. Let's just go with two on the offensive line. You got to address in the draft and in free agency. And then on defense, you got Big Grady. Great to hear him on 680 The Fan this morning. 
But what else do you have besides Grady on the defensive line? Let me answer that question. Nothing. So at eight, the Falcons should be able to address that weakness uh, on the line of scrimmage, whether it's uh, defensive end Miles Murphy out of Clemson or this uh, Skoronsky, the top-rated offensive lineman in the draft, or Breezy. I believe the top-rated interior defensive lineman in the draft. Those three guys or two of those three guys or one of those three guys should be available when the Falcons go at eight. So they've got an opportunity to invest and correct what appears to be the, the weakest line of scrimmage in the National Football League. And I just hope they, they're able to stay strong with that because they can get distracted. This Falcons front office... They might be over there scrambling and saying, hey, man, we got, we got a chance to take the best uh, big receiver in the draft for the third year in a row. Quentin Johnson. Yeah, he's going to be the first receiver off the board. We got a chance to take him. Don't do it. Jordan Addison. We fall in love with Jordan Addison. He's available at a don't do it. They could take the top cornerback on the board. That's a need. Opposite Terrell, they need to address that. But I think this draft is so deep and cornerback prospects, quality, legitimate cornerback prospects, I would say maybe kick the can down to round two before you take a guy there and address that need. Again, the biggest need for the Atlanta Falcons, line of scrimmage, man. Offensive line, defensive line. That's what I've got with the Falcons today. 404-231-1680, the number. Don't, don't dial the wrong number. But that's the number. We'd love to have you on the show. I probably don't give out the number enough. But as we hit the uh, top content... Out there, as I mentioned, coming into the segment with college football, Falcons and Braves. Anxious to hear what you have to say about that. It is a Friday, though, and on Friday, we like to have a little bit of fun. And we do that with the top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yeah, Buck, sorry, a little distracted back here. Uh, yeah, Buck. Dude, we got 42 minutes. I can't I know, have we gotta you get distracted. To it. We, we got we to we, we gotta get to it. We got the program directors and everybody coming in here and everything. All right, so, Buck, top yeah, 5. Give them the stiff arm. We're all over in the top 5 right here. Uh, biggest news in the morning, Buck, or, or coming out last night, I guess. I'll just ask you very simply. Should Trey Young be on the All-Star team? Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. The numbers say that. Well, yeah, and when I look at the Eastern Conference and I look at the guards, I see one point guard that's averaging more than 25 points and 10 assists. 
and that guy is Trey Young. But I, I will admit this. Trey has... He's alienated himself with this attitude that he's got. I mean, he's already gotten one coach fired. Now he's on the road to firing another coach. He's a, At some point, you got to look in the mirror. Maybe, maybe I think he is, problem, uh, right? he's alienated the coaches in the league, uh, a lot of the players in the league. Well, we saw that. And because of that, they've turned their back on him as far as the all-star voting goes. But, yeah, you know, watch him play every uh, every time the Hawks take the floor. I've seen uh, the other guards in the Eastern Conference. Trey Young should be on the all-star team. But because of the bad publicity, they have turned their backs on Trey Young. And so, yeah, he's gotten dissed on that. Yeah, it seems like his reputation's not doing any, any favors, Buck. But, yeah, when he Plus looks at the numbers, it seems like he ought to be on the squad. We'll see. I mean, potential injury replacement or something like that could happen. But right now, not on the squad. All right, Buck. Take a little time off. Biggest gambling day of the uh, of the year coming up. And we know how, how much you love your gambling. You know somebody with a gambling issue? 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, I love talking about 1-800-GAMBLER. So with that in we mind, We picks, though. too. So we do that on the show. Yeah, there's... That's bad. Uh, I've got nothing against the gambling. No, no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just having a, having a little I fun. I just don't bump. do it. No, yeah, but you do make picks, and you typically yeah. make pretty good picks. So biggest gambling day of the year coming up on the Super Bowl. But you don't just have to bet on the spread or the over-under, but give us some prop bets. Give us a prop bet that you like going into Super Bowl 57. Well, I see you where, at these? Yeah. I see where the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, their tight end, Dallas uh, Goder. Yeah, Goddard. I'm sorry. Goddard. The over and under on him, uh, 44.5 yards in the Super Bowl. Goddard. I'm going over big time. Really? I mean, I'm going over big time because you look at the Chiefs on defense. They're playing uh, cover two and a lot of cover four. So that that middle middle of the field field between the hash marks, uh, Goddard's going to be working it, man. And so, uh, 44 yards, I think this is a no-brainer. And with the boot action and everything, Jalen hits him wide open I don't, uh, I don't ever vote with my hard-earned money, but I think I'm, <laughs> I'm considering doing it Ooh. and putting it on this prop bet with the Chiefs playing all this cover two and all this cover four. Middle of the field should be open, and that means your tight end should be doing some damage in that scenario. So... Yeah, I think I'd go with that. I like it, Buck. Lock it in. Over on receiving yards for Dallas Dallas Godert right there in the Super Bowl. I love it. All right, Buck. Well, we talked a little bit about the Falcons earlier, Buck. Give us a free agent that you like as a target for the Falcons. Deron Payne. Okay. Uh, A couple of things. Got to get somebody next to Grady on the interior defensive line that can wreak a little havoc. Now you're doing some damage. Now you can't double-team both those dudes. Somebody's getting a one-on-one matchup, and guess what? They're going to win that matchup most of the time. Plus, I want a defensive tackle with the last name Payne. That is a good Payne. Good name for a defensive lineman. Yeah, I'll tell you what. During my days at Georgia a couple of years ago, we had a defensive lineman named Jimmy Payne. And, boy, I felt sorry for those quarterbacks. Did he bring it? Did he bring the uh, He was. He was totally out of our national championship team. I think he's probably the most uh, under-the-radar dominant player that was on that team. Jimmy Payne. 
And you look at Deron Payne, who's looking to cash in on a big payday. Great fit would be the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, I like that, Buck. See what they do. Payne. Uh, plenty of money to go around out there in Flowery Ranch. All right, Buck. There's been some talk recently, some former players coming out, saying some different things. Arian Foster. Yes, among them, most most notably. I'll just ask you straight up, Buck. Uh, is the NFL, in your opinion, rigged? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I do believe some of this is going Did on. you get a script in, uh, what, you played in the, in the USFL, right? Well, yeah. Did you guys get the script at the beginning of the year that told you how many games you were going to win and when you were going to get hurt? The USFL. Well, that's what Arian Foster told us, or at least in the NFL. I guess they hadn't yeah, caught up there. No. He's talking about the National Football League. <laughs> script as in, you know, I think it's rigged in that, you know, like those officials last week in the AFC game, AFC championship game. They hated the Bengals. Somebody in... And that league office gave him a call and said, we would prefer that the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl instead of the Bengals. We can make more money with Mahomes and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl than we can with the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. Take a look around this world we're living in right now. There is so much corruption surrounding us. Yeah. I mean, you, you're crazy to believe. Take a look a couple of years ago in the playoffs, that Rams-Saints game. Remember the... Uh, that was a clean play. Buck, Buck, let them play. Let them play. That That's what I say play. when I saw it. Well, you know, from they a perspective... They destroyed from a the Falcons receiver fan, let them play. before the ball even arrived and there was no flag thrown he on He was that just one. being physical with those, Ram, with those uh, Saints receivers, Buck. That's all. This thing's rigged. I mean, all it takes is one call. <laughs> now, I'm not talking about Ken Nugent. That's all. Yeah, but one call, one, one holding call, one pass interference call that can change the outcome of the game. All right. Well, so I didn't used to believe these things. I believe I believe anything now. There you go. In this day and time. All right, Buck. Well, on a lighter note, six eighty fan shoot, uh, six eighty the fan photo shoot today, Buck. You got your you got your fresh red six eighty the fan polo on. What's your plan for the photo shoot today? I'm pulling the no show. <laughs> yeah, just. After the show's show over, I'm walking right out the All door. Right, well, you got to be quiet about it, Buck. They can and here's my plan. Listen. My plan is to force the suits. We had a photo shoot when we first got this thing cranked up. I, I think it was in 2001. So I'm going to force the suits to use my photograph from 2001, 20 years ago. Wow. That's genius, Buck. Instead of using the one they would be taking like, today. You're about 18 when they took that picture, I guess? Yeah, I look a lot younger back in 2001. So that's the plan. Woo! <laughs> Top 5 on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yes, good, sir, Ray. Yeah, good luck with that one, Buck. Uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> this would be the easiest thing I do sneak, all day is walk right, right out, out that door. door. There you go. They won't even notice it. Won't even notice it. Hey, the podcast park, uh, have you checked it out, man? We got a wide array, uh, a wide array of podcasts here. Go to thepodcastpark.com. That's brought to you by Associated Credit Union. Now, I didn't make the promo, but I wanted to tell you about Buck's Beat. Episode 80 of uh, Buck's Beat dropped last week, and it is a, a deep dive into the Braves 
And moving forward, I know we've done a lot of bulldog focus on Bucks Beat, but moving forward, there'll be a ton of Braves baseball content. Going to utilize uh, a lot of my baseball and Braves contacts, plus my history or background in professional baseball, to do deep dives into the Braves in the coming weeks. And right now, we're taking a look at the shortstop competition that's going on uh, or will go on at spring training, uh, taking a look at Vaughn Grissom. And do that with Mark Lemke, the former Braves second baseman. So I invite you to check that out, thepodcastpark.com, brought to you by the Associated Credit Union. And you can find the podcast wherever it is you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever that might be. Time for the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Keep it real on the round table today. I had somebody at the coffee shop saying, Blue, why do you do that every day on the show? I said, well, because there's a bulldog story to hit every day on the show. I mean, my goodness, isn't that pretty obvious? And here's today uh, today's big story on the bulldogs. The Georgia defensive line coach, Trey Scott, in my opinion, does not get the credit he deserves. This guy, totally under the radar, totally doing an awesome job. In fact, I don't think there's a better job being done in college football as far as the defensive line coaches go than what Trey Scott is doing on that Georgia Bulldog coaching staff. Is he maybe a victim of, oh, they have so much talent. Oh, it's four and five stars. So, so. Well, and you got these other coaches that get all the pub. Like, yeah. uh, you know, Dan Lanning was, was getting a lot of love. And, look, they deserved it. He was doing a great job as the coordinator. Glenn Schumann. Uh, has uh, gotten a lot of credit. Will Muschamp gets a lot of credit for all the things they're doing over there on that defensive side of the ball. And so I guess they run out of breath or they run out of time. But Trey Scott is totally one of the top assistant coaches in college football. And when I when I say that, I'm talking about uh, coaching guys up when you get them on campus and then also recruiting and getting the guys on campus. And I ran across this doing some uh, show prep for today's show, and that is Rivals, the recruiting site. Rivals, I think most everybody is aware of them, has named Trey Scott the 2023 College Football Recruiter of the Year. And this guy, as I mentioned, not only uh, convinces these big-time players to come to Georgia and play on the defensive line, but when they get on campus, what a great job Trey Scott is doing developing this talent. I mean, think about the guys that have come through there under his watch. Jordan Davis. Talk about developing. First-round pick. Jalen Carter. Number one overall pick. Trayvon Walker. Uh, number one overall pick. Uh, Devontae Wyatt. First round pick. Yeah. And you know, I, up Jaylen, they said in this little piece, the Sun Rivals, about Trey Scott, they asked one of the players what they really like about Trey Scott. And you know what they said? Coach Scott, keeping it real, baby. That's what they love about him. He is always keeping it real. Well, you talk about it, that just half the battle bringing these guys on campus because 
so many of these highly recruited players don't really pan out coaching but that was a big uh detriment or uh criticism of the former regime up there at, at georgia got all this talent why aren't these guys pro- uh, turning into nfl players and or, or why aren't they being drafted higher because then they would go on to the nfl and produce there and not so much at the college level and that's not the case anymore yeah a few years ago when kirby smart smart went out and got trey scott we didn't hype that enough looking back on it what a great job he's doing Great to see. Congratulations, Coach. Rivals, 23 Recruiter of the Year. There'll be a lot of people coming after him in the years to come. Yeah, talk about something nice to put on your resume in the the world of college football. Yeah, dude's getting it done, and he's keeping it real. We're going to continue that theme. We'll keep it real coming up next. We're going to go to the club. Get those shades, man. We're putting them on early on a Friday. Shades on in the club. Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Roll up in the Big Friday on the Buck Belusha. Glad you're with us here on the Fan 680 and 93.7. Get that Fan Mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next car. Visit BeaverToyotaOfComing.com and see what wow really means. Ride by it most every day up there in the coming area. And have you signed up for our big golf trip? That everybody's talking about here at 680 The Fan. We've got our 30-year anniversary going on. And we're kicking it off with this ultimate Hilton Head Island golf getaway. We're going to hook you and three friends up with a six-night, seven-course golf vacation. Courtesy of The Fan and America's Golf Island, Hilton Head Island. Got six-night golf villa stay for four at Palmetto Dunes Oceanfront Resort. Seven rounds of golf, including Harbortown Golf Links. 250 bucks per person to spend in the golf shops. And want to thank our friends, uh, great friends at Infinity of Gwinnett. Our grand prize winner also gets to drive to Hilton Head in style, brother, with a brand-new QX80 with plenty of room for your foursome and your golf clubs. Check out all the luxury vehicles at infinityofgwinnett.com. Enter now. It's your final day, I believe, today. At the end of the business day today, we close this off. So go to 680thefan.com slash 30 before 5 o'clock today and get the deal done. Let's go to the club. Shades on in the club. Going to the club. Get those shades on, brother. We're going to be looking cool in the club. Why's that guy got shades on? Because we're in the club. Because we cool, man. We're keeping it real. Here on the Quarterback Club. And today we're going to talk about a guy that you're going to hear more and more about in the coming days. Ty Simpson. 
recognized the name, took a red shirt over to Alabama this past year. Quarterback jobs opened up. Bryce Young moving on. Could be the number one pick in the draft. And you got two quarterbacks that are going to be battling it out during the spring. You got Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow. You saw a little bit of Milrow during the season this year when Young got dinged up. And yet people in the know continue to talk about Ty Simpson. So I thought I'd do a little deep dive into Simpson, tell you what I think here on the quarterback club. Watching the high school highlight reel, plus the little bit of video they have from A-Day last spring. Ty Simpson looks to be 6 foot, 6'1", 185, 190. So in today's game, that would be undersized is what you notice right off the bat. And then watching the highlight reel, this guy's a scrambler, man. I mean, his instincts are telling him to get out of that pocket and run with it. Which comes in handy when you need to extend plays. But for him, he needs to continue to develop as a pocket passer. So he's not always relying on the being uh, instinctive as far as the first sign of pressure. I'm getting out of here and I'm going to scramble, brother. He's got to continue to develop his skill set of staying in the pocket, moving in the pocket, and throwing the ball from within the pocket. Got to get more comfortable. How do you do that as a quarterback? Well, it's called reps, man. It's called reps, and he's going to get plenty of them coming up in spring football. Dude, he put up some big numbers in high school. Tennessee Player of the Year. Dude, his senior year, 41 touchdowns passing, only three interceptions. How about that? Ran for another 11, so 52 total touchdowns. Ty Simpson, his senior year in high school. They ran a lot of the spread option RPO game with him. So the new Alabama offensive coordinator, if Simpson emerges as the starter, you'll see a lot of the RPO stuff. You know, I think throwing the ball, watching his release, he's got a good quick release. I like that. Doesn't have to work on that. He's already got it. He's really accurate with the ball short to intermediate in the pocket and scrambling around. Yeah, I got two concerns as it relates to Ty Simpson. One, the arm talent. I would put it on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the... Most impressive, I would say six. So maybe some work in the weight room will help him out over at Alabama. And then the other concern is, is his body strong enough to hold up an SEC play? You gonna get hit, brother. I'm just keeping it real. You gonna get hit. Can your body hold up? You know, the skill set sort of reminds me a little bit of Stetson Bennett. Now, my prediction on what's going to happen to Alabama quarterback in 23 is this. They're going to play both Milrow and Simpson. During the long season, you'll see both of these guys playing quarterback for the Crimson Tide. And there's your quarterback club today. You can take those shades off if you want. Shades on in the club. I hadn't been to the club lately. But if I did, I think I'd, w- I'd wear the shades in there. 
It's a good weekend to start, Buck. Yeah, telling. All right, let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, had a big night last night hanging out with Bulldog fans at McRae's Tavern, Lower Roswell Road. They claim it to be Marietta, but everybody calls it East Cobb. McRae's Tavern is awesome, by the way. One of my favorites. See multiple locations around Metro Atlanta. This is classic American. As far as the tavern goes, I'm a big fan of classic American. And I ran into a lot of Bulldog fans last night that came out for my Inside the Hedges book signing. want to thank all those Bulldog fans that came out. We had a chance to hang, spoke to the group for a moment. You should have seen the look on some of the faces at the bar that had no idea who I was and what I was doing there, speaking to the, the group. Who's this guy out there? But a lot of Bulldog fans, it was great uh, seeing some old friends. Jason Maderer, thanks for coming out, buddy. Uh, next book signing coming up, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, February 12th at B&W in Norcross. That is 113 South Peachtree Street. 4.30 to 6.30, I think it is. So I hope to see it B&W. All right, another week in the books. We so appreciate you listening to the Buck Baloo Show. Monday through Friday, 10 to 11 here on The Fan. Stay tuned. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerney? Keeping it real. Thanks a lot, Buck. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. 